Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to a third series of Recall the Midwife. Today we are looking at uh, series three, episode one. Uh, I'm Alex. I'm Becky. I'm Jen. And just a quick reminder that this week's episode deals with severe childhood illness and postpartum depression. So if those are topics you would prefer to skip this time, we understand and hope you join us for the next one. So in today's episode, Jenny Lee is just finishing a night shift when she encounters Merle Vickers. Merle is struggling with a sickly toddler and a new baby that won't settle. While Jenny Lee and Dr. Turner investigate the cause of the mystery illness, Sister Monica Jones steps in with a diagnosis of cystic fibrosis. The midwives and nuns are moving back into the new Nanatis house and the clinic has moved to the community centre. But the mums of Poplar are so used to the parish hall that the clinic is empty. Chummy comes up with a plan to invite sister, not sister, Princess Margaret to the. Uh, uh, Chummy comes up with a plan to invite Princess Margaret to open the community centre, which causes much excitement in Poplar. So, ladies, I will say that um, Sister Monica Joan does not just come up with a diagnosis of cystic fibrosis. She comes up with salt water a, on the head diagnosis that the child's forehead tastes salty when you kiss it but it was ultimately cystic fibrosis she she kind of gives some little gingerbread uh or like breadcrumbs that help dr turner get to cystic fibrosis which was very helpful but yeah no she she pulls out a book from like i don't know 1751 or something and she's like hmm (laughs) this sounds suspiciously like what this child is dealing with and then do you know what my favorite bit was where she said oh i have come across this before and they say the child will not live past five years old and i was like oh that's cheery that'll yeah help the parents yeah that's just what you want to wear yeah when you got two kids who are ill 
Well, also the the line that the line that comes a little earlier than that is when she's talking to Sister Evangelina and she goes, "Once something is known, it can never be unknown." And I was like, "Oh, that is definitely not true." Like, <laughs> I, I have that un- was a beautiful scene. We'll go on oh, to that later, but no, the scene itself was beautiful. But that line just kind of like, and and I get what she meant in that in that moment in that line. But I was like. Well, that's that's not really true, but sure. In this scene, yes, oh, it's but it working was with very desperation. Well. Anyway, anyway, right. Yeah. Let's start it off by. Can we just talk about the first scene? I'm all about the first scenes. <laughs> the first scene where this poor woman, this very faceless, they never saw him again. This baby yeah. came out fine. You're like, oh, well, aren't you glad you had that? Like, you know, worth it, wasn't it? And she was like, oh, I don't care if I never sleep again. Yes, you will. <laughs> anyway, um, but she was like, oh, I don't like, like, oh, she needs to eat or whatever. The mum was like, she needs to eat. I've got her an ice bun. And she was like, mum, you know, I don't like an ice bun. And uh, Jenny, when she was like, oh, do you know, I just could. And I was like, oh, when I was starving watching that, I thought, do you know, I could too. <laughs> I love it. Really fun. Same. Oh, well, Same. speaking of food and Jenny, what made me laugh was when Jenny finally gets back from that birth and, and everything. And she's sitting in the she goes into her new bedroom and she and Trixie are now going to share a bedroom. And Trixie's like, oh, isn't it grand? We'll do all this. And da, da, da. she's like, no one's ever said I've snored before or whatever. And then and then Jenny sits down and you could tell she's just so ex- exhausted. But Trixie's like, oh, would you like some chocolates? Like I have she has a milk tray or something like that. And Jenny is like, oh, I'd like a lime barrel and a, and a something else. And she's like, but if I eat those, I'll ruin my lunch. I was just like, two chocolates and your appetite is going to be you know gone. What, Jen? I've written here, lime barrel, cinnamon will. I'll ruin my lunch, but I don't care. And I thought that would not ruin my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> like I would barely, that would barely touch the cavern of my stomach before I would be going down there to eat like four sandwiches and like 10 that wouldn't even ruin my snack do you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah that would not eat I was like Jenny give me a break I was like I do not have time for these people who are like oh just oh I better have I have to stop otherwise I'm gonna ruin my appetite and it's like one french fry or something I'm like give me a break but anyways um okay so should we how do we want to just quick to break it up so we've got kind of the Merle Vickers story with her children then we've got Chummy doing all of this stuff and then well, we've also got the moving into the Nanata's house. Right. Because obviously right, right. it's all changed, isn't it, after the bomb from the Christmas special. Mm-hmm. So like Fred, they, they have this lovely scene where Fred's putting up the plaque for Nanata's house. But Fred, when I say Fred, but I mean your spirit animal. Yes. And yeah. um yeah. And uh, but he's putting this plaque up saying Nanata's house, and it's all excitement there. And then you've got Chummy and uh not Chummy, Cynthia and Trixie, sorry, moving into yeah. With the cases and like, oh look at it! Did Trixie look glamorous? Oh, oh yeah, I love seeing him in civilian clothes because it's so it's so like fashion of the time, you know. I love those scenes. Yeah, she's very very much like I feel like they've done that with Trixie on purpose so they can actually play with that as well in the wardrobe department. Like it must be amazing working mm-hmm. in the wardrobe department there because you're thinking, oh, we've got oh. something else, you know, we can do mm-hmm. something else with this. Well, and um, speaking of fashions, Chummy, but now that she's kind of like a civilian housewife, she's got some really interesting fashions this episode as well. <laughs> and I was like, oh, anyways, we'll get there. We'll get there. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But anyways. So, so yeah, so they move into the house. Everything's all, you know, brand new Nanata's house as we now know it. And um, the, uh, the Sister Monica Jones, she's playing up a bit, isn't she? She's going a bit funny. Yeah. She's talking about the vapors. And then she's like scared of the urinals that maybe just lull. <laughs> Yeah, which I will say, I mean, I know I, I know I get on Sister Monica Joan, but like for someone in her situation to be in a completely new environment, that's so disruptive for all of us to have to make a big move, but especially for her kind of stage of life and some of the, you know, cognitive issues she's dealing with. 
I wasn't surprised that she was kind of acting up, let's say, a little bit. So I, yeah. I did give her credit for that, yeah. But yeah. she's talking about the vapors, and Fred's like, it's just the smell of wet paint. <laughs> <laughs> and the girls are like, uh-huh, yeah, that's what, that's exactly what we thought it was probably. So yeah. they're, they're all moving in. You've discussed the scene with Jenny in the bedroom. So Trixie's getting her room together and stuff, and basically taking up the whole wardrobe. But then they're also setting up the uh, the clinic and everything. Not the clinic, but where they've got all the instruments and things like that. And it's like cavernous. It's massive. Mm. Um, and they're all trying to do that and they're still going through everything and they found out they've got some things that are broken and they're all trying to go through that and it's absolute bedlam but they also talk about the fact that they're moving around like I feel like this is a very settling in episode because they're you know yeah. everything by the end of this episode everything's quite settled in there um, mm-hmm. but they're talking about the fact that the uh, the clinic on a Tuesday for all the new mums is moving around all the time and no one knows where it is anymore yeah Um. so yeah but this is obviously building up to Chummy and her part in the episode because obviously they they're trying to find basically they now just what do you call him dr turner comes in newlywed dr turner can i just say also they have a scene with newlywed dr turner and his wife she's like reading his notes and she's like oh i need to set you handwriting exercises oh like, that was one of my deleted scenes i didn't see that oh well it's weird Bex, did you not think that was weird <laughs> it, it was weird he and sheila at times like i i love them as a couple but they do sometimes like say and do things that I'm like, oh, I don't know, just a little, little cringe. I the thing that the thing that made me kind of I don't know when she, when he was um polishing Tim's um oh, I thought that was so sweet that he was polishing them. Oh, it was very sweet, but until but, he didn't uh, polish one. Until yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. Tim was like, "Did you stop halfway in the middle?" He's like, "Well, actually, I did," which like big surprise. But um, but then when Sheila is like sewing the um the the like the baby dress yeah and like and clearly that there's no way that that's the first time he's seen that garment but like he acts like he's like oh my dear what is that and she's like oh it's a baby dress and he's like wait what does that mean and she's like no it doesn't mean anything but she's like but i i have had the the courage to hope and i don't it was very sweet scene but at the same time it was like sweet and cheesy and also, kind of cringe the sewing the her sew- sewing love yeah, yeah. her mm-hmm. love language but also in that scene where he basically thinks she's then pregnant mm-hmm. and they do that thing where they like clutch hands yeah <laughs> yeah well you don't do that Meg. <laughs> don't you do that Al with your husband all the time just stop and give each other a loving look and then well just no we do that after we've been city. dancing to Rex Low Records <laughs> Um, and then we get back to dancing to slow records, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you have like a confessional about how much you love each other and everything. Yeah, always happens uh, that. Uh, <laughs> so, right. Now, are we doing babies first or are we doing chummy? Uh, Let's do... talk about... Go ahead, Bex. Should we talk about Mel Vickers first? Yes, go on, Bex. Um, well, I just thought how... Well, no. I thought how sweet that Billy... He's like... She's like talking about the nappies or the diapers and she's like e- there's so many of them even billy has to help and i'm thinking oh how sweet even billy helps but then i'm like why shouldn't he help yeah so actually <laughs> i think he's being really sweet but actually he's just doing the bare minimum yeah yeah well and, and did you hear th- i thought i thought actually billy should go into our pantheon of like really sweet cute husbands by the way because i thought he was very cute but also like very very nice man i but, think he's uh, a famous actor as well and i was like i've seen him in loads of stuff 
Really? Yeah. He looked familiar, but I could not, I could not place him in anywhere, anything else, but um, we'll, we'll figure it out. But, um, but the thing that makes me laugh when she says that with in front of Jenny is that then he goes, yeah, don't tell him down at the dockyards, you know, like he doesn't want it getting out that he's actually like pitching in for his kids. And yeah. I was like, oh, oh just while God. we're on this, you know, the other day when we had the quotes, mm. yeah, you had, um, when you were like, oh, Hooter's gone for the, for the thing. And I was like, only, only when I listened to it afterwards, I was like, oh, Hooter's got the Hooter's gone for the start of the shift. So there's a massive, oh, yes. So the that's what gone. that is. Yes. Oh, see, there you go. That's but the only when I listened back, I didn't really understand that. Again, lost in translation. It's not your accent or anything, but at the time, Hooters gone. I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> um, but now I've listened back. I'm like, oh, the Hooters gone for the afternoon shift. Oh, there you go. There yeah, you sorry, go. Yeah, sorry. Carry on. Carry on, ladies. No, that's that's really good context. I would not have put that together. There's There's so many. Oh. Speaking of, there's a couple of really funny words um, in this. So there's, we'll, we'll get there to this bigger storyline, but the mom who Chummy helps deliver in, in towards the end of the episode, she used, she says, um, I, oh, I, you know, something about like, I really want a Rennie's. I think it's like something for like her acid yeah. reflux or yeah, like, Rennie's, yeah. Is Gaviscon? Do you have Gaviscon? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, a, yeah we have Rindigestion, that. Indigestion, then- basically. Yeah, and then when Chummy says she's made the pla- the pamphlet and she's showing it to Sister Julianne, but Sister Julianne is like, oh, I, I really love this pamphlet. I'm going to keep this one. And she's, or she said, can I keep this one? And she says, oh, no, I have to get down to the, the library and, and, and get it copied on the Ronio. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I, now, I think what she means, she just means like a Xerox machine, basically. But yeah, I but had never heard this term. They're not, they're not done yet, so it'll be a printing one that you do with, hand- with your handle. Yeah, yeah, but I had not ever heard the term Ronio before, so just a few little things on that. Yeah. No, I hadn't either. I hadn't mm. either because it's not the 1950s. Yeah, uh, right. So, <laughs> so back, so back, <laughs> back to Merle. So I, I really feel for her from the beginning of this episode because right. So let's let's explain what a situation is. Yeah. So she, so Jenny encounters her after she's helped another mother give birth, that Joan that she gave birth to, and she comes out and she's like, "Oh, Merle, how are you doing?" Merle's hanging up some washing outside in in, in the apartment, and she's like, "Oh, I'm doing okay, but my little one, you know, he kind of seems off. Like, you know, he's not really eating very much. Like, he's his tummy is upset all the time. Like, yeah. Well, not- she asks she asks Jenny to look at him, doesn't she, and just see yeah. double check if she sees okay. Yeah, and Jenny, I mean. You know, I like no credit, no criticism, to Jenny. But Jenny literally walks over and like puts her hand on his tummy, and she's like, "Oh, he seems fine. Oh, why don't you just bring him to clinic?" You know what I mean? <laughs> like, she and that's when they mention that they don't know where <laughs> clinic is anymore because it's moving. And she's like, "Oh, we're in the Siemens mission on Tuesday, but we are hoping to find a permanent venue." You know, hence setting yeah. up the rest of the storyline. Yeah. But anyway, carry on. Sorry. No, 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 that's okay. Merle is like, you know, you can tell she's so she's she's really underwater already at this point so she's like okay i'll try to make it or whatever well she doesn't make it to clinic and so jenny follows back up with her and when she, and she brings the- sister winifred as well this time oh yeah oh, we yeah. need sister winifred yeah, for the first sister time winifred. i know we Sorry. need to talk about her in a minute but let's do the yeah storyline first so my bring- synopsis was so rubbish this week i apologize to our listeners and us and you mainly <laughs> 
we'll, we'll decide later if we're going to forgive I'm you. I'm always we'll apologizing. <laughs> right, carry on, Jenna. I interrupted you. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. So, so Sister Winifred and Jenny go to check. And, you know, we've talked about this before, but, like, really, like, fundamental hygiene is a challenge in these places. And Merle is, um, you know, she has one sink, basically, to clean all of her nappies and do all of her dishwashing and sanitizing and everything. And so Jenny, at first, is just thinking that maybe um, the baby is not really doing very well because she can't, she's, the, the breastfeeding is not totally working and then she's topping the baby up with um bottle milk but she's maybe struggling to sanitize the baby bottles and that's what's and going sister on. evangelina is so stringent on it she's like i know i shouldn't, oh. I know I shouldn't. can i just say on this scene though sister winifred was amazing she, she was, was like great. i've never met a baby yet who's read the rule book about breastfeeding and i was just like i loved it so much i thought it was so supportive and amazing and like so yeah. understanding and i love sister winifred she's wonderful she's i have wonderful. to say that sink full of nappies Oh like my God. Water. Oh well, my I, God. I spoke to my mum. So I was born in 81 and my brother was born in 79. And um, we had Terry Towel in nappies. And my mum said she used to have like, like uh, she used to have this like massive vat of like just dirty nappies that she'd soak and then put in the wash. Like, Bleh. like it just sounds <laughs> absolutely disgusting. And she's like, oh, you don't know you're born with these disposable nappies when I have my daughter. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, my mom, my mom has a lot of experience with um, reusable cloth diapers as well, both with her brothers and everything, because she's the oldest of four. And then we lived overseas for a little while when I was when I was born and they had, you know, only cloth diapers there. And so she was like, she's talked, you know, at length about, you know, well, if you have, if you do that, then you have to do this first. And that there's a whole there's a whole method, obviously, to like getting these well, things clean. Well, they're a big thing now. Now, you know sustainability oh yeah they're a big oh, yeah. uses them for her too um, yeah and it's, yeah. Uh, yeah it's it's moved on a long way though isn't it yeah, yeah well, my, still... my sister and brother-in-law were going to do it when their twins were born and they literally and now this is not their fault but they had twins and they signed up for the service and they live in new york city and that lasted for maybe like six weeks and then they were like cancel subscription <laughs> like we are going to buy disposable diapers <laughs> <laughs> and they were not even on the hook for cleaning them. Like literally they put all the dirty diapers into a, into a contained, like very sealed sanitized thing. And then they'd get picked up and then, and then new fresh ones would be delivered back to them. But they were just like, this is not working. <laughs> like we live in 2022. And so anyway, so we had a bit of a laugh over that, but, um, but anyway, so, so the, so they check on the baby. Jenny very is, you know, she's really good and proactive. And she says, listen, you know, whatever happens medically, we will come every single day, put you on our daily rota and we'll come and like help you with the diapers. Yeah, we'll the babies are just coughing all the time. Yeah. Um, they're never happy. They're never full. They're always unsettled. Both of them, baby Martin yeah. is the older one. No, baby well, Ian's and, the older one. Baby Martin's the younger one, isn't it? And then, and then Billy very, you know, like being a really good dad here, Jenny is like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow or whatever she walks out and he runs after he's like nurse nurse and she you know she's like okay what is it and he's like well listen he's like i i don't know if this means anything but i just wanted to let you know that you know my baby brother he passed away when he was four and a quarter my mom always makes a big deal about the quarter because you know she wants to give him all the time and um i don't know if this has anything to do with that but like i have a lot of i you know like i'm anxious because you know, I've, we've, I've already had a loss in my family and now these boys aren't doing very well. And, you know, just in case that might mean anything to you. And Jenny's like, well, I don't know, maybe whatever, but she's very like, <laughs> the other thing was when Jenny Lee was telling Dr. Turner about the fact that Billy had had a younger brother who'd died 
because basically of failure to thrive. Yeah. And instead of saying, oh, do you think it's connected? Dr. Turner was like, do you think that's just making them more anxious? And I was just <laughs> like, maybe it's connected. Maybe it's I'm- medical history for the family. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, you know, like Dr. Turner and Jenny are the two, you know, kind of like current modern medical professionals. And they both really miss a lot of like big science. Well, Dr. Turner's just- there chain smoking. So, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, my <laughs> God. I know. I know. Well, and, and you know, Dr. Turner does like run a lot of tests on the baby and the, and the little boy. But he's like, oh, they're all coming back clear. I just don't know what it could be. And, it, you know, and, and the thing is, poor Merle, she just kind of keeps like falling, you know. She yeah. Kinda- so while this is all going on, she's getting more and more tired. When they're asleep, she can't even sleep. She's just, the piece yeah. is just making her worry more. She's going, yeah. she's basically spiraling. She's, yeah. Her hands are all cracked from like look, doing nappies constantly, then cleaning yeah. them, you know, all that. And then she's obviously, it's awful when they won't sleep and they're not sleeping. And when they do sleep, she's upset. It's just this horrible cycle. Um, yeah. And then basically it all culminate, culminate, culminate. Have I seen that? I've seen that really quickly. You know, sometimes words just sound weird. Anyway, yeah. um, it all cum- culminates in uh, baby. Now Mouse. you're saying it weird. <laughs> and I, I'm now saying it weird. I wasn't at first. <laughs> He's having a fit and um, she sees it straight away and she is the kind of mum that you would want to be in that situation. She oh, recognised yeah. it, she saw and she ran. She was like, no time for that. Barefoot. Barefoot. Yeah, barefoot. Barefoot. So in an artist's house, straight away. Oh, it was amazing. It's like the best thing I've ever yeah. seen. It made me yeah. like nearly burst into tears because I was just like, that is so amazing. That's the kind of thing you'd hope. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Wait, so anyway. really quick, just before she, before that scene though, Sister Monica Joan had made the comment about, oh, you know, like you're like, because Jenny was talking about this with yeah. Sister Julianne, but Sister Monica Joan was in the room and Jenny was like, oh, this, 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 this is all about this family's case. And Sister Julianne was like, oh my goodness, you know, that's terrible or whatever. Well, Sister Monica Joan puts two and two together and she says, oh, I read a case one time about a baby who had all these symptoms and they didn't really know what it was, but this was what happened. And that's when she makes the comment about usually not living past five years old. Well, Sister Monica Joan walks through the there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping and that extends to their outdoor collection their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware weather ready teak and quick dry foam cushions for memorial day get 15 percent off your burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast and up to 25 percent off outdoor that's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Rain to Dr. Turner's house and she says, please read this book. This is the book that I referenced that everyone was very dismissive to me about. And he's like, okay, well, I've got to get you home. So yeah, but she also says, hark, for he is a man and a physician. Like people <laughs> will listen to him. They won't listen to me. Like, yeah, you do. You are going a bit crazy though after going to the main, <laughs> aren't you, mate? Like you could have just like done it a bit less dramatically. <laughs> I agree she's got history she's got history with Dr Turner do you remember when you tried to have her committed yeah true (laughs) true (laughs) true he was nicking people's things though yeah and and in all fairness like yeah there is that you know just inherent sexism in the whole you know system that they have back then so 
Um, so anyway, so then he's like, kind of like, oh, well, you know, but clearly he takes her words to heart. And then the next morning he's reading the medical books while Timothy is putting his braces on. And then he's, you know, he's like, he's like, done once you not. yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, I think I figured something out. Well, so Merle is at Nanana's house with the baby who's having a seizure. Dr. Turner runs in and he's like, wait a minute. And then that's when the pieces all get put together. And Sister, and Monica, Sister Monica Jones kisses him on the forehead. like, salt. Salty like the sea. Yeah, exactly. And then they take him to the hospital. And then that's what they say that this little child and his brother most likely have cystic, fib- cystic fibrosis. Um, which can we just talk about the scene at the hospital between Merle and Billy? Oh yeah. my goodness, girls, 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 girls. Okay, as you know, I I'm a historic uh, crier. But when when the two parents were sitting there, in between their two children who were in hospital beds getting treatment, and Billy said to her, said to his wife Merle, you know, I just feel so bad. Like I I did this to them. I gave them this because this run. You know, the doctor said it runs in families. And she says, no, Billy. Like you heard the doctors. It takes two. I had to give something to them too for this to happen. And she's like, but listen. She's like, none of that matters. This is what matters. And then she grabs his hand, and oh, she's no. like talking about like the bond of love that like holds families together and like gets them through anything that they're going through. And it was and like it just oh, it was just the most beautiful moment of like just you know they both oh, I just loved it they they're just so committed and such good dedicated yeah but parents. it was just so human and raw like it was such a good scene as it, again this I is know. why we love called the midwife oh my goodness yeah. well and just to see like such a strong marriage you know I mean like there's so many different types of marriages that are shown in this show and there's so many different types yeah. of just human relationships that are shown but like you know I think sometimes you know the the subtlety and the nuance and the difference of what you know parenting and you know husband and wife relationships can be um you know can get a bit diluted in in a lot of other shows and movies and things like that but on this show they just show people really you know like rising to the occasion and then also you know like doing horrible things and they just have such a I mean wonderful way of like really illustrating every single part of that spectrum of human ability and behavior humanity yeah, and I and I just feel like Merle and Billy are just two that we should just hold up and like just give so much credit for like how they, you know, they they always advocated for their kids. They they never just said, oh well, I guess you know it's our fault or the kids just aren't doing well. You know, like even when the doctors and everything were kind of mystified, they said, no, no, something is happening, and I just really it was them. amazing. Yeah, right, and now- then more equals as well, Merle and Billy, which is why yeah, because he held with the nappies. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. So, while we're on these lot, let's talk about Sister Winifred because obviously this is part of this side, Miss Sister Monica as well, Sister Monica Joan. But Sister Winifred comes right and she's so lovely and she's like, hello everyone. And she's so like a breath of fresh air and so nice and all that. Yeah. I love her. But do you know what really annoying? I just don't think we're very welcoming to her. Like, no. that's like, you know, they're supposed to be like their sisters and stuff. They're just not that welcoming. And like, you can tell Sister Monica Joan finds her really annoying. Like, she's supposed to be talking a lot. Uh, maybe that's why I identify with her, I don't know. Um, but, like, she's just a bit mean to it. But then, like, they turn up and she's like, they have fish, fin- they have, like, a fish and chip supper thing. And there's a, savile- a rogue Savaloy that, uh, that um, Chummy didn't mean to get, but it's there. And she's like, oh, what would you like? Like, uh, and, and Sister Sister Evangeline is like, oh, what would you like to eat? And Sister Winifred, very kindly and lovely, says, oh, whatever anyone doesn't want. So she just plants this Savaloy on a plate. And you like, off her heart of a bloody Hanukkah or something. Like, it just really annoyed me. I was like, it's supposed to be like sisters of like, 
kindness and caring and you just get what you want F sister Winifred, but sister Winifred. Evangelina did acknowledge because she said to her that's the right answer yeah but yeah but then she could have been like oh that is the right answer half here's half a sausage I'll split it with you and I'll have half a haddock with you Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I totally I was once, agree. I was once, not in a similar situation, but I was once, well, we were eating a burger from a burger van and I dropped my burger onto concrete. <laughs> so I picked it back up and then the person that I was with offered to swap burgers and I was like, oh, thank you, but no, it's fine. I've dropped it. I'll eat it. Um, oh. Just get a burger. <laughs> I know, get a, get a fresh one. The burger van is clearly still right there in the story bag. <laughs> to be honest, this isn't a great story. I'm no, just it's gonna... not. You do not. No. <laughs> Were you quite drunk, Bex? <laughs> no, it was daytime. Oh, really? It was Maybe daytime, we and put... you were going to eat a street burger. No, we're not quitting this, yeah. Bex. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, did you eat a burger that had fallen on the floor? We all have to know. Yeah, I did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but the per- another person I was with basically said that to the person that had offered to swap that was the right thing to do and then they'd said to me that I had done the right thing by not swapping they're right that is absolutely disgusting you shouldn't have eaten it <laughs> she's been like no don't ruin your burger I'll just get a new burger instead of like but you know but listen you you sold it your was bond. fine I, I live to podcast if anything it's just strengthened your immune system <laughs> Uh, anyway, right now, while we're okay. talking about the nuns, really, really quickly, uh, before yeah. we go on to nunny, uh, nunny, chummy, um, I want to talk about a scene with Sister Evangelina and Sister Monica Joan that we kind of touched on before. Okay. So there's a scene where, uh, so Sister Monica Joan is get busy in herself, and they're worried that she's getting a bit like mm-hmm, uh, not right again because obviously of the move and the discombobulation and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But she's actually sorting out her books her library and she's got a real purpose to her and she has she's gone to get wooden bricks to make a new library a new um bookcase well, and, stuff, and, shelf. The, and the reason they're worried is because she's ripping whole chapters of the bibles out and then throwing yeah, that, is, sister, that is worrying. sister winifred has found the pages yeah, yeah so that's that, that makes them think that she's yeah yeah so that bit's worrying but she does have a purpose she's like re um what do you call it when you put covers on but recovering books that's what, you do. That's what it's called <laughs> What do you call it when you put a new cover on a book? Uh, Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, so she's doing that. Anyway, Sister Evangelina comes in after Winifred's warned her about the books, uh, about the pages of the Bible, what's going on. And she's like, I have purpose. And she's like, yes, I can see that. And she kind of warms to it. She's like, I was never into books. It's a really gorgeous scene, like so well acted by both of them. Uh, but that's when she's like, once something is unknown, is known, it cannot, it cannot be unknown, can it? And it's a panic and a voice and a lot. It's so well acted. It's beautifully acted. Mm-hmm. And Sister Evangelina's like, no, it can't. No, it bloody well can. But <laughs> she's like, <laughs> yeah, uh, for real, for real. But I think it's a really nice scene actually showing love between those two. And I just, I just wanted to highlight it now. It was yeah. a lovely scene. Well, Sister Monica Jane was on fire in this episode with just pearls of wisdom. It's because so I've you... taken over a soul now because I, uh, in, the, oh, yeah. in the episode, said that I would, that's who I would be. Exactly. No, this episode, she was she was really wonderful. I, I got to give her all the credit she's due. She really was wonderful. She does yeah. get better, yeah. Uh, right, mm-hmm. Chummy, Baby Freddy. Can we talk about Baby Freddy? Cutie, cutie, cutie. Oh, that little playpen while she was rolling out the pastry and he was just like there. Oh, gosh, I loved it. Oh, can I just tell you, though, like, it always makes me laugh when there's like people who are doing food preparation in any like TV show or whatever. Cause there's sometimes where they do it really well. And I'm not talking about like a, 
like a reality show or like a competition show where people are actually trying to like really cook but I'm talking about like acting of cooking mm. or whatever and as soon as Chummy was like sat at that kitchen table with that pastry like rolling out that little like four by six little teeny tiny piece of pastry and she like had the whisk and she was like I was like wow this is really I, I just it really made me laugh and I also just it kind of took me out a little bit because I was like that does not look genuine on any level like that is just the it was the tiniest piece of pastry like the way that she was picking it up just the whole oh it just so you can I, show how often I cook because I did not notice that did not look genuine <laughs> <laughs> it looked like the most fake cooking I've ever seen and like even when she was reading the thing and she was like oh you know like she burned the the filling for the apple pies on the stovetop and then she like had made the made whatever the pies were but then she burned them in the oven and everything chicken and, and I leek just, I think it did sound delicious yeah yeah I was yeah like, it did oh my god yeah. chummy yeah but I will say this like I I they were they were they illustrated this in a couple of different ways and the cooking was just one part but um and Peter oh I mean I, I had so much love for Peter I still love Peter but Oh my gosh. But anyways, um, but like she, she went from like the transition into full-time housewife was, is really tough, you know? And all of a sudden she's like, what am I supposed to do with myself all day? Like, yeah, I have a kid. Yeah. I have a house to take care of, but like, this is so boring and like all hours to fill. And like, thing is though, like, I do have to say, she's got a four month old bit and I'm just like, she's like, Oh, she says here like, Oh, time. I'm knee deep in time. And I'm like, oceans of it how are you needy like you've got a four month like I could not cope (laughs) oh have you got lashings of time I wasn't working then I was on maternity leave oh Alex we sorry but you still basically had a full-time job when your daughter was that age I didn't also you moved house during that time remember I moved when she was eight months old but yeah but like seven like four months old or whatever it was it's just honestly I just I'm like how have you got this much time how can you even cook like I couldn't even have a shower like <laughs> also she's doing she's doing nappies yeah it's all exactly Bex exactly but I did love I love their effort and I love the fact she wants to go back to being a nurse yeah and um, so basically yeah. they find out they've got a clinic uh Dr Turner comes in like oh guess what ladies like we've got a clinic <laughs> now on a Tuesday can we have it on a Tuesday yes you can have it on a Tuesday and a Thursday and they're like going on about oh I want to do like baby gymnastics or something and she's like <laughs> anyway um so they're saying they got it but then Chummy comes with Freddie to clinic and she can have the whole service because basically no one's shown up because no one knows where it is right so Chummy's right. like I've got so much time oodles of time I'll I'll do a leafleting service all across the whole of uh whole of Poplar, Poplar, Poplar. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so she does that and then she finds out from Peter that, um, not Sister Monica Joan, why have I just said that? Someone else said that as well for Princess oh, Margaret. I Princess did Margaret. it. No, I, just, I said it. Sister Margaret. It yeah. was Princess Margaret. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, although the, I, I thought I'd done it so you could cut it and edit out my mistake, but perhaps. Well, we, oh, right. We yeah. won't edit that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Oh, that was absolutely true. That you made our uh, life easier, actually. Then. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, Princess Margaret's coming to Poplar for some really boring engagement. We found out it's a day that the clinic's actually going to be, all the all the the new community centre is going to be open. Yeah. So Chummy writes a letter to her old pal. Um, it just love Princess the fact Madge. that she knows Princess Margaret. I just love it. I love the fact that this this yeah. thing, like you know, she just knows. Oh, I haven't seen him since Pa's investiture. Like well, what? And when- and when and when the envelope from Clarence's house comes through the letterbox, like, oh goodness gracious! And, 
Yeah, and she says that the because pe- they they're saying about how thick the paper is, and she's like, it's always like that, even when it's one of the um, ladies in waiting. How often is Princess Margaret writing to Chummy? Well, exactly. Well, that's the whole point. That's what I think is so brilliant about it. Like she never, you know, go lets on about it or or brags about it. It's just part of her life. Like I just think yeah. that's really funny. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Chummy put goes on to this massive effort. She starts making up clubs like a floristry club and all this. <laughs> it's like the big opening. And they have the clubs there and they have all these different things. They have this awful girl band, girl guide band and all this. And um, and basically for the opening of Princess Margaret. So Princess Margaret actually has something yeah. to put a look at on the day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and can, wait, just two things. Okay, one, um, Chummy is like, they're, they're, they're all talking about this um, when... Alec is visiting Jenny at Nanana's house. And so um, Chummy is saying like that, you know, the band is going to play and everything. And Cynthia is like, really? They're actually terrible. And I know that because I'm with them every single week. And Alex is like, oh, well, I, I played the trumpet in the RAF. Like maybe I can come by and help. And Cynthia is like, yes, 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 please do. Hmm. And so he's there, which is really cute, kind of integrated, like shows them that they're, you know, like a really happy couple or whatever. And then the other thing now, Chummy, we'll talk about this a little more in just a second, but Chummy, um, is passing out a flyer to one of the local moms and the mom is sitting there and she's really heavily pregnant and she's had this Mrs. is her, like, yeah yeah this is her like you know however many kids she's already had and one of her daughters is standing right behind her like with her friends like talking and everything and she says something like oh you know this one like you know she won't help me at all or whatever like she's just practicing her makeup so she can go down something cable street she says yeah, when she's got a job she says, oh, she's practicing her makeup for when she's got a job. And her mum's like, yeah, job down Cable Street. I just loved it. <laughs> Which and Cable I... Street is where all the sex workers are. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh, I think that's a communication. But like, just like, and then later on when Mrs. Torpy is giving birth and like the, all the roads are closed off because Princess Margaret's here and that no one can get through. The ambulances are really delayed and everything. So Chummy has to help the mother. And so... They take they take Mrs. Torby into Chummy's living room and then she, you know, she runs out and she's like, um, she's like, Cheryl, like go go to Nanata's house and get one of the nuns and like, you know, midwives or whatever and tell them to come and everything like that. And then she and then she goes right back in and Cheryl is like, You could have said please and like gives this look <laughs> at everything. And Bex, it really made me think of your niece because I just thought, oh my gosh, like this little girl is so like much like way like she's just so mature beyond her years and she's just got this very like teenagery attitude and everything of like oh geez you could have said please and like i don't know it's just really <laughs> it's, it made me so right yeah like, no, like she'll, I, she'll do it but she'll just give you a big attitude about it as well which really made me laugh but when chummy was like oh i'll come in and sit with you and she's like oh i don't want to be around all these children all these children that you've had <laughs> <laughs> so she- be fair though i understand that but then she goes into Chummy's house and she's like, oh, didn't she makes a comment about the sofa? Like, oh, I hope the sofa's not. Well, she's like, I'm going to ruin it because my waters haven't broken. So if you want me to like, you know, get, get, get throws a tea towel. So she has quite a difficult birth. The shoulders aren't coming out. It sounds mm. awful. I'm not going to lie. It may be cringe. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. so so Chummy um, gives, not gives birth, Chummy um, aids in the birth. Yeah, she helped deliver the baby. It's all come back to her, and she was really emotional. It was all like she loved it so much, and she remembered how much yeah. she loved it. And the baby was fine, everything was fine, but it obviously kickstarted something in, in Chummy being like, Do you know what? I want to do this again. Yeah. So she goes back to um, Nanata's house. She goes to speak to Sister Angelina. No, Julian. no, Sister Julian. Yeah, I meant Julian. 
and uh, and she's just like, look, I want to do that. And he's like, well, if you're, and she's like, oh, if we, I could, I, you know, I could do something two days a week, maybe if you can get childcare for Freddie and if your husband's agreeable. Uh, <laughs> Such a 1950s comment. But then yeah, she's exactly. like, Peter's always agreeable. I was like, yes, he is. <laughs> when has he ever not agreed? Exactly. Oh, man. Oh, man. Anyway, um, we're, we're very running out of time, ladies. I know, I know. Is there anything we didn't cover that we could just last real quick put in there? Well, I want to talk about the fact that there's one bit in the show where Sister Monica Joan has got um, a plate of biscuits and um, they're all, she's doing the books upstairs and uh, and she's trying to eat all the stuff and she's like, oh, why don't you, and my sister Evangelina's like, oh, why don't you just take the plate, you know, keep your strength up and all, and she just does, she just walks off with all the plate of biscuits. <laughs> I love that bit. Was it? It was a plate of eclairs, wasn't it? Because I was thinking, oh, ooh, lovely. It was. It was eclairs, you're right. Which is even worse, yeah. but even more amazing. <laughs> it's even funnier. I don't know where she puts it all. Oh, my gosh. Right. So um, shall we start on Heroes and Zeros of the Week? Yes. yes. Okay. So I'll go first. My Hero of the Week is Merle. Yes. Oh. What a warrior. Mm-hmm. Loved her so, mm-hmm. so, so, so much. Mm-hmm. My zero mm-hmm. of the week. I think it's going to be Sister Evangelina for giving Sister Winifred the Savaloy. Just mean hearted. <laughs> I like it. And I love Sister Evangelina, but that was just mean. I'm going to go. My hero of the week. Okay, I'm going to start with. Yeah. My hero of the week is going to be Sister Monica Joan for saving the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. My, that's a good one. Yeah. My zero of the week is going to be Dr. Turner for not saving the day. Until yeah. the very last minute after he'd gotten like until Sister Monica Joan had to step in. Do you think that make him anxious, extra anxious? The fact <laughs> that there's medical history of that, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll. Oh gosh. Oh geez. Oh geez. Oh geez. I always do this. Um. Oh, I'll put my zero as um ineffective community uh engagement in advance to let the wives and moms and ladies of poplar know where the clinic was every single time and like to help them more to access it even in the transitionary period um there's no point in having a resource if no one can get to it or if they don't know what it is or where it is so that was that was um not very well done on the part of the council or whoever was organizing that um my hero and this is a little bit of a build on Al, your one, but the 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 strong marriage and the teamwork of Merle and Billy together as parents and their commitment to their kids and like, you know, really taking care of them and, you know, valuing what matters most, which is like, you know, love and, you know, the, the bond of a family, you know, who really cares about each other and takes care of each other. I love them. They're mm-hmm. such a great couple. And that's a lovely high to end on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thank you so much for listening follow us online and um, yeah we uh, we hope you listen to the next one which will be series 2 no yeah. series 3 series 3 two. yeah we'll see you all see soon you. see you next week bye bye planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.